Hi everybody and welcome to this, the audio version of the ARC360 webinar hosted on the 2nd of September 2020. So a fantastic session return to action for us uh, having had a break during August. So great to be back and also great to announce some new corporate partners on board. So welcome on board BASF and Sherwin-Williams. And of course they join our other corporate partners, BMS, CAPS, Copart, Emacs, Integral, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Nationwide Vehicle Recovery Assistance and SNG Response. Along with our partners, the Green Park Specialists in DASA and the Innovation Group. Joining us on today's webinar is Mike Partridge, our Paint and Body Business Manager of Volkswagen Group UK Limited, Mike Brockman, CEO of Thinko, and Andrew Walsh, co-founder and CEO of AW Repair Group. Kick back, relax, and enjoy what's to come. So a fine lineup today, Mike Partridge, Mike Brockman, and Andrew Walsh, and they will uh, be sharing their thoughts with us all and specifically if you like just looking back at the past month or so which we'll be touching upon today so we'll get ourselves started a huge thank you uh, as always to our corporate partners um, for supporting ARC 360's activities uh, and again a few changes here which you can probably identify so we've got uh, BASF, a BMS, CAPS, Copart, Emacs, Integral, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Nationwide Vehicle Recovery Assistance, S&G Response and Sherwin-Williams and we've got the partners, the Green Park Specialists in DASA and the Innovation Group. So as per usual, we'll uh, just put a little bit of a disclaimer before we go too far. You can see it on the screen if you're looking at a screen or we'll read it out as well. So the views and opinions expressed during the following webinar are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the contributors, employer, organisation, committee or other group or individual. Please respect any all contributions and we encourage you to join the conversation via the interactive functions available. Once again, there's our corporate partners and our partners supporting ARC360. And here's today's panelist lineup. We've got ourselves Mike Partridge, Paint and Body Business Manager of Volkswagen Group UK Limited. We've got Mike Brockman, CEO of Thinko. And we've got Andrew Walsh, founder and CEO of AW Repair Group. Welcome, welcome all. Hi. How is everybody? Very well, thank you. Yeah, good. Good. <clears throat> fantastic. Um, so, thank you very much once again for uh, agreeing to uh, join us on the uh, ARC360 webinar, and it's great to be back in action. So, uh, we've had a little break during August, as most people hopefully uh, know, and uh, we're back for the first session. We're bi weekly from here on in, uh, up until the end of the year, anyway, um, to see ourselves through and keep the industry conversing and uh, our panelists today. So I'm just going to do a little round robin, let you introduce yourselves and give uh, a little bit of a, a brief oversight in terms of where we are. And then we're going to jump into some polls for attendees. So I'm going to come to you first, Mike Brockman, if I may. Okay. Um, well, I'm Mike Brockman, CEO of Thinko. Um, Thinko is about next generation telematics. Um, I was pre previously the founder of Insure the Box um, in 2009 when it started. Uh, and prior to that, I had an actuarial business, which um, consulting firm, which I run for 16 years, EMB. Um, so I'm on my third business now. <laughs> I've been in the industry for about, uh, motor insurance industry for about 40 years, uh, can you believe? Um, and, uh, and it's blown by because it's such a great 
industry. That's it for me. <clears throat> well, you're still smiling, Mike, so we'll take that as a very Absolutely. good Absolutely, yeah, and I'm, there's no prospect of me disappearing anytime soon either, so. <clears throat> well, that's what we like to hear, good stuff. And I'll come across to you, Mike Partridge, if I may. Uh, good afternoon, everyone, I'm Mike Partridge. I'm the Paint Body Business Manager for Volkswagen Group. Mike Partridge. Okay. Um, I, this is, uh, uh, hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? You're back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Technical issues. Uh, one thing that I did learn, uh, during lockdown actually, uh, talking about technical issues is it takes more than five months for people to learn how, how to use Skype and in particular how to unmute themselves. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how long it actually does take, uh, when we get to the end of this. Um, so yeah, so I'm a paint body business manager for Volkswagen Group UK. Prior to, uh, my current role, I was working in the innovation center, Volkswagen Group innovation center in, uh, Munich. Um, I've been with Volkswagen Group uh, for, I think it's about 12 years now, and in the automotive industry for about 26 years, even though, yes, I know I only look 36, uh, I'm uh, considerably older than that. Uh, but uh, yeah, my, as, as, a, uh, as a chartered surveyor, I'm, I'm probably the least qualified to talk about uh, actually repairing a car, and my main job is uh, maintaining a network, flying a spreadsheet, and uh, seeing if we can make a bit of money. Well, that sounds perfect qualifications to me, I have to say. And Andrew Walsh, good to see you. Hi, Mark. Thank you for inviting me on today. Um, Andrew Walsh, uh, founder and CEO for AW Repair Group. We operate from uh, nine, nine sites um, spanning a large geographical coverage, Yorkshire, Lincolnshire, Nottinghamshire, Derbyshire and the East Midlands. Fabulous. Okay, so let's get straight into this and uh, make sure everyone's awake and concentrating. So, a uh, little poll you can see come up on your screen. We'll give everyone a little bit of time to participate. So, how was the month of August from a business perspective for yourselves? So, we start getting the votes in. I think the panelists can vote on this one as well. I think I enabled that. So, uh, give everyone a few uh, seconds to settle in. Just see where we've got to over the last month or so. Hopefully everyone managed to get in a bit of a holiday as well. And it wasn't all just work, work, but uh, there we go. I think most of the votes are in that are going to come in. There's a couple more. Well, there we go. So there's your results from that one. Uh, better than expected and as expected, 42% each. That's a good thing. Below expectations, 15%. Okay, so we'll bear that one in mind. Let's have our next uh, poll. So, again, probably relates to the first one quite closely, uh, being the industry that we are, but what are the current work volumes as compared with this time last year? 60 to 70% roughly, 70 to 80%, 80 to 90 is anyone up to 90 to 100? By the way, this is anonymous, so you won't be giving anything away. If you do vote, uh, things have taken a, a turn for the good. Again, we'll give everybody a little bit of chance to have their say there. And again, all of this will just contribute towards our conversations as we go. So it looks like it kind of is where we left off. 
to 70 to 80%, so creeping up a little bit there, 29%. And I think that's where we sort of signed off in July was around about somewhere between sort of 65-ish percent, 70% is where we got to. So uh, looks good, good indicators, 80 to 90% as well. That's good stuff. Uh, Next poll. So looking ahead, so with four months remaining of 2020, scary as that may sound, um, which month do you consider to be the key milestone for your business? So September, October, November, or December? Are we even looking that far ahead? So again, various things taking place. We've just been discussing before we came on air in terms of schools getting back to uh, in action this week, next week. Will that be a, a turning point for the industry? More traffic on the roads, but essentially people will be encouraged to go back to offices where is possible. Okay, so the votes are in there. So October looks like the month where most attentions are focused. 47% there, September 24%, November 20%, and December 8%. And finally... So change, has is your business re-emerging different to how it was pre-pandemic? Significantly some changes, minor tweaks, or as we were. This will be an interesting one. Again, we're not suggesting either way, anything needed changing, but um, what has been the impact, how we looked at things? Of a chance to get those votes on. Okay, looks like the votes are in. There we go. So some changes 58%, 26% claiming significantly, 12% minor tweaks, and 4% as they were. All right, super. So hopefully that gives us a little bit of uh, something to go on. So uh, I'll come to you first, Andrew Wilshire, if I may. Any, uh, any surprises in there? Anything kind of raised an eyebrow in terms of what we've just seen, the votes there? Um, pretty much what I expected, Mark, really, to be honest with you. Um, within our business, we've seen uh, a 33% increase in claims month on month since June. And um, our best month actually has been, has been August. Um, we have a, a, a strong working capital, which has really served us well throughout this difficult and very tense time. Um, we've also learned that it's essential really to, to have a strong HR function. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've really lent on our HR over the last five months. Um, in April, we were due to start the extension on our finance and central function. We'd already ordered the steel work um, prior to prior to the pandemic, so we decided to push along with that and the uh, associated uh, um, streamlining that went with that. Um, we got almost all of our staff back from furlough now. Uh, there is uh, one or two still hanging over. Uh, they're shielding at the moment. Uh, we have all our apprentices back. Uh, we've still got all our apprentices. Um, They've been back since since May. They're probably 
progressing better than what they were before because that's that's down to the fact that they've they've been tasked more and there's um, been uh, some in there that want to want to prove themselves and um, hopefully uh, next spring we'll be um, uh, bringing a new cohort of apprentices back into the business. We wanted to do that in July, but obviously that was uh, not not possible. Um, and um, this year we budgeted to make 1.1 million uh, pre-tax. When the pandemic hit, we were on target to achieve that goal. Um, April and May severely dented those results. However, June and July have been profitable months for us. August, which is the start of our new financial year, that's been profitable too. So I'm, I'm quite delighted with those results, Mark, really. Brilliant. Yeah, oh, that's great. They're really good to hear. And that's, you know, such positive news in terms of apprentices as well. You're, you're speaking about those guys and, and, you know, potentially a new cohort coming in in April. Now, in terms of just, just context, Andrew, for those who, you know, might not have been tracking in terms mm. of what you, you did as a business, but just again, just take us back to, to when lockdown kicked in. You, you, you shut up shop, didn't you, very quickly or, or temporarily, should I say? Um, yeah. Initially. Yeah, we yeah we uh, we we actually made it to the end of March, um, so we had a, a good month in March actually, as it turned out. Um, but we was under no illusion. I think we had our first meeting about um, the coronavirus on the twelfth of March, so we did limp to to the end of March, and we did close down, um, hibernate everything off in in April. But we were soon to open um, uh, our Nottingham site to give our work partners a solution we was we was clear that we wanted to do that okay yeah, brilliant all right we'll, we'll delve a little bit further into that again in terms of how that uh, you've managed to bring things back but um mike brockman any any sort of particular surprises in terms of the the, the survey polls we've just seen um no i think um yeah, you know i agree with andrew it's pretty much um as you'd expect um i think month by month Everyone's getting a little bit more confident about, you know, the, the future. Uh, and, you know, if we go back a couple of months, you know, there was a bit more uncertainty about what this new normal would look like and how fast the new normal will, you know, happen. Um, I, I think, you know, most people are getting a bit more confident now uh, that things are getting back together. Um, uh, I wouldn't say quickly, but consistently, you know, month by month, I would say um, most businesses are um, seeing uh, positive trends. Um, for my business, um, we're a bit unusual because um, uh, we're sort of two and a half years into a business that I've newly created uh, since, um, since I left Insure the Box. Uh, and um, this period has been really, really good for us. So um, just to sort of describe what we're doing now, we, we have a little sort of WYSI device. Uh, it's a bit different from others. Um, it's all solar energy, so um, completely wireless, powered by the light. Uh, it goes on the windscreen where the old tax disc was, uh, but it's got you know, military-grade GPS. It's got crash detection uh, uh, and um, it's got voice. So we, we like to call it sort of a, uh, a connected in-card device rather than a, the more negative tones of telematics, which is like black box, big brother is watching you. So we're trying to feature on 
the positive aspects of having a device that speaks to you in car, particularly if you have an accident and the crash detection uh, triggers a voice command in car right at the point of accident and therefore you can sort of smartly manage the whole sort of ethanol process. So the COVID period has sort of given us to think a bit of a, a break, to be honest, where we've sort of caught up with all of our uh, development, got our product really, really ready for market when the sort of rest of the world has, has sort of stood still <laughs> to some extent. And, um, you know, now we've just had our first insurer um, go live with our products uh, last week. And uh, so that's, you know, it's a really exciting time. We've got another one lined up soon. And uh, uh, to be quite frank, you know, the future is looking, you know, very good for me. And, uh, uh, and um, you know, there's, this, there's been this sort of new upsurge in interest in telematics because of the COVID period, you know, cars being on their front drive, um, sitting there, of course, um, people are paying premiums and not driving, which has created a sort of new question, I say, within the industry about are the products that we're offering customers designed in the right way? Is it really giving them the flexibility that they need, you know, given changing mobility patterns and suddenly telematics is having a bit of a resurgence, um, having had a bit of a sort of dip in, in the last few years. So, so, um, so out of sort of all the terrible things that have happened about COVID, um, I think that there's some positive things coming out of this because uh, it's going to make insurers really sit back and think about, well, you know, can we offer better products that fit new mobility needs um, you know, better and provide customers with better service, particularly when it comes to having an accident and claims, uh, which is the, you know, the sole reason why you, you buy motor insurance in the first place. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've kind of, you know, touched upon that. Um, some previous sort of telematics conversations on here and uh, it was certainly a case of, you know, is, is now the time when, when all of a sudden that gets sort of thrust into the limelight even, even more than it potentially has been? And, and is it, the, you know, as you say, the right solution moving forward with, with cars kind of sat idle um, as they have been? So, um, and Mike Partridge, I shall uh, jump across to you talking of, of cars. Uh, so in terms of obviously what the results you've just seen on the polls and, and your own experiences uh, from within the world of a vehicle manufacturer, how's... Uh, how have things been and does it kind of tie in with with what you're seeing um well yeah certainly in terms of the results of the, po the polls it, it, i'm in danger of being in violent agreement with uh, uh with what's been said before uh it, yeah it's very very much along uh similar lines in terms of the uh, uh the collision repair industry um generally speaking with as a as a motor manufacturer um to uh, uh, steal a, a bit of a cliche from football and adapt it slightly, we are a, a game of three uh, three thirds. Uh, so when you look at, at, at new car sales, which obviously is the uh, the engine room of, of what we do, we, we produce cars, we put them on the road uh, that we then uh, like to fit parts to them, and uh, and uh, our, our retailers like to uh, uh, sell labour. Um, so the, the, in terms of, of, of vehicle sales, they bounce back. Uh, extreme well certainly in in august it is a very very buoyant month 
Uh, we've got, we're now in September. Uh, it's no secret that September is, uh, is, is one of the most vital months in the, uh, it, for, for a motor manufacturer. And we're all sat here with our fingers crossed to, uh, uh, in the hope that the, um, uh, the buoyancy in, in uh, August is, um, is, uh, flows into September as well. Uh, we've also seen on the um, routine repair side, so MOT service side, uh, a massive demand. Uh, come through. There was a, a big latent demand uh, for all of this. We had uh, MOT uh, MOTs being extended by the, uh, the the government. The MOT period. Uh, the, those MOTs are due. The the, the routine servicing is due, uh, and. Uh, this latent demand is uh, is surging towards the the network, which obviously is a limited capacity, uh, which uh, which which gives a degree of a great degree of, co uh, of confidence with our our, our retailers. Uh, the final third, uh, so the paint and body side, the, the the body shop side, that's the bit that uh, is is probably the the weakest side from a business point of view. Uh, the as, as our managing director put it uh, in a recent update uh, there's not enough cars on the road uh, there to hit solid objects uh, and that's that's kind of uh, you know uh, what what, what uh, we rely on uh, having said that um, the government have been encouraging people back to work uh, encouraging uh, offices to reopen uh, we've got the school run uh, starting to commence now, actually, but uh, about to commence throughout the the rest of the the, the country. Uh, always a, a fairly rich scene for the um, uh, for the collision repair industry, um, and uh, and uh, the supermarket run as well. So, I think that as as lockdown eases, yes, there is a, a degree more confidence uh, out there. Uh, it's happening a lot quicker in the vehicle sales side and the routine service side than it is in the collision repair side. Uh, but there are, are those green shoots. Um, we had, uh, uh, strangely, and I'm, I'm uh, trying to investigate how this happened, but we, we had a very, very good July. Uh, uh, in July, we're about 90% of, uh, uh, of the previous year. We seem to have dropped back to around about 75%. Uh, in August, um, so not quite sure exactly what's happened there. Uh, but uh, yeah, we were we 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 came out of July um, sort of high fiving and uh, are uh, uh, slightly more cautious about August. So uh, uh, again, we've got our fingers crossed about uh, about September. But uh, we do seem to see a degree of confidence coming back uh, in the uh, among consumers and in the industry. Okay, fabulous stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Andrew, I'll come back to you. So specifically, if you, again, we, we kind of signed off the end of July, so we've had a month away, but how has, you know, specifically August been for, for your business? Well, like I touched on a moment ago, Mark, it, it, August was actually our best month and we're actually 85% uh, of normal currently. Um, and um, so, I mean, I, I can't argue with that because when you look at the, you track the rest of the industry, they're, um, significantly lower than that yep okay and, and are you expecting in terms of projecting ahead and again this is kind of you know the crystal ball that nobody's got but um you know you're thinking september is going to be the same up up a certain percentage um you know how are you kind of viewing that at the moment well i guess we've got the schools back now so there's bound to be an upturn um uh, as we go forward the um the, I suppose in, in some respects, you'd, you'd expect uh, it, 
to see 80% by, by quarter four, if not a bit sooner. Um, but we still don't quite know what the virus is going to do. Um, so we, we've got to be mindful of that. We don't know whether uh, it's going to be a se severe or not. Let's hope it's not going to be too severe. And, um, you know, if, if that's not the case, then we, we get away lightly. I think we could be we could be looking at 80 percent as an industry whole. I think if things carry on tracking the way they are for us, we should be 90 percent uh, moving into winter. Definitely. Well, fabulous. Yeah. And uh, again, previous webinars, I think we were kind of, you know, all eyes were on 80 percent in Q4 being this, um, you know, the kind of the target, if you like, or where, where most people were thinking we get to. But, um, you know, if 90 percent is potential, um, that, that's great to hear. And Mike, in sorry, Mike Partridge here. Um, in terms of your activity during August, directly related to the VW network, um, could you just run us through, you know, what, what's been happening behind the scenes? Um, sure. Uh, so we we started visits again. Uh, I mean, th throughout uh, the the period, we had our uh, uh, performance managers. Uh, our performance managers were furloughed, or, or half of them were were, were furloughed. Uh, during the period we've, we we brought them back in we're now up to uh to full strength uh we resumed contact uh, mostly by skype or zoom or, or teams uh with the with the network uh and and did remote network visits we we're now starting to go uh back into networks so field visits have have started again uh so we're, we're trying to get back to that degree of normality uh but what we what we have said is that there needs to be a for a face to face visit there needs to be a specific purpose for a, for a face to face visit you know there's certain things that you can do um, uh, remotely and that's one of the one of the uh, i think the changes that we've uh, that, that will continue uh, is that, that there are there are needs for for uh, face to face visits but uh, a remote visit can be as effective if the uh, if the agenda suits it so uh, so we're, we're starting this uh, this blended approach if you like of uh, uh, reviewing what the the visit calendar looks like uh, determining uh, what the agenda ought to be uh, based on the individual visit and then making a call on whether that's a face-to-face -face. if it is a face-to-face -face, then obviously there is a, a bit of a risk assessment that the guys go through beforehand there's a questionnaire uh, that that goes to the um, uh, to the businesses just to make sure that uh, everyone's safe from from their perspective and and everyone's safe uh, from uh, from the the performance team uh, team's perspective as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's not normal. Uh, it might look normal might look like a little bit of, uh, like this in the future. This blended approach, uh, but uh, it, it's certainly more effective than uh, uh, than we have been able to be uh, prior to the the easing of lockdown. And what are the sort of typical uh, topics of conversation now that sounds a bit silly to ask because obviously there's, there's probably one thing on a lot of people's minds but but you know f from a, a general you can obviously only speak from Volkswagen's point Volkswagen Group's point of view but from a general vehicle manufacturer to its network um, you know conversation points raised early on there was kind of you know a bit of noise made around uh, parts um, you know, and the fact that sort of parts availability disappeared overnight, it soon came back, it soon picked up again. And I think there was, you know, praise came in in the end um, for the way that you, you'd moved as, as vehicle manufacturers as a whole. But um, yeah, so what are the kind of topics of conversation at the moment that you're hearing? 
Uh, I mean, part, part supply is uh, an element of that. I mean, fortunately, because uh, the way that we're structured and with our TPS business being owned and run by, uh, uh, by, by ourselves uh, through agents, uh, we were able to keep part supply uh, uh, flowing freely during the, uh, uh, during the lockdown period. Uh, the, the, uh, if, if, I think if there's 50, uh, if there's 50 uh, site visits or, or, or 50 uh, uh, visits in the diary, there's probably 50 different things that, that come up. Um, I think probably the most common that I've heard is around uh, the, uh, the, the cleaning processes, making sure that, that vehicles are clean uh, uh, before, during and after repair and what kind of compensation uh, they're getting from insurers as a, um, uh, from, from that activity. Uh, that, that seems to be the, the, the current one, other than the, the normal business as usual, which is uh, about maintenance of standards, customer satisfaction, uh, and, and that kind of thing. I, I, I don't think that there's, uh, other than those very, very specific items that are related to a, a, a repair during COVID period, such as cleaning the, uh, the, the vehicle and that kind of thing, uh, the, the the conversations have pretty much been business as usual um yep. so yeah Okay, that's great stuff. I mean, in the, and again, we've had some uh, very good discussions in, in previous weeks on here in terms of sanitization of vehicles, etc. Um, so it's, uh, it's interesting to hear that it kind of, you know, still rumbles on in the background to, to some degree. Um, Mike Brockman, I'll come to you. Um, before we went on the air, you kind of alluded to the fact that, um, you know, you, you've seen some data or you had sight of data, your, your, your systems from, from elsewhere in the world. Um, you know, what, what, what is it all telling you, really, whether that be, you know, from, from overseas or, or from indeed within the UK? You know, what, what's kind of, you know, what, what's it looking like, really, from your perspective at the moment? Yeah, yeah, we were just having the earlier conversation. I just sort of mentioned in passing that I've had, you know, um, about 35 to 50 devices active in Beijing uh, for over a year now. And um, uh, I've got this uh, project with... Uh, this um, Chinese um, customer of mine. Um, just to just to give you an idea, this one customer has 340 million customers of its own. Just so, just to, just to put a scale of uh, of potential here. Um, um, not that I've cracked it quite quite yet, so uh, so I'm not getting too excited. But um, it's been interesting uh, seeing the trends in driving behaviour albeit on a relatively small sample, but, it, you know, they're all being sort of randomly going around Beijing uh, for a year, right through the COVID period. So, um, um, uh, and what was quite self-evident was that it, it fell off a cliff at the beginning of the year. But, um, you know, as the Chinese uh, actually got through, uh, you know, coronavirus pretty, pretty quickly in the initial phase, um, uh, the, the road traffic, uh, you know, um, behaviour went back to normal uh, pretty quick. So, um, um, so you know, if you go back a few months here in the UK, clearly a lot of people were worried about were mobility trends ever going to go back to normal, um, especially if your business, you know, car rental business or something like that, you know, was depended on uh, you know people hiring cars etc uh, and indeed the repair um, uh, networks um, you know I was pretty confident uh, based on the Chinese um, 
information that things would go back to normal pretty quickly here. And I, and I think um, um, looking at the trends at the moment, we're probably slightly slower in our recovery rate, but you know, it is, it is getting there. So, you know, if you remember for private car, we were down to what, 20% of normal volume at one point. Um, I don't know what it is now, you know, 70% or something like that. Um, so it's, 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 it's definitely getting there. And um, as you previously mentioned, now the schools are, are back. Um, I think that's going to increase traffic volume. And I'm pretty confident by the end of the year because, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist and, you know, this second wave, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're actually doing pretty well in this country at the moment. Uh, and um, uh, I say that very tentatively, <laughs> but it seems that we are handling it pretty well at the moment. And, um, you know, I'm optimistic there won't be this second wave and we can can get back to normal pretty pretty quick. But the Chinese, it's all pretty much back to normal now. <clears throat> So we're at the midway point now and uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, what you've been listening to so far. Again, some some great conversation and a really interesting catch up in terms of where we're currently at with the industry um, and compared to obviously where we left off in July. Things certainly seem to be uh, getting back to uh, business as usual. Um, so a huge thank you to our corporate partners, uh, BASF, BMS, CAPS, Copart, Emacs, Integral Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Nationwide Vehicle Recovery Assistance, S&G Response and Sherwin-Williams and our partners, the Green Park Specialists in DASA and the Innovation Group. Enjoy the rest of the audio webinar. And do you, is there any sort of evidence or of, you know, behaviours, driving behaviour as such, um, you know, is the information telling you people are, are driving faster? You know, so so during lockdown or if you like, you know, the evidence was, you know, collisions um, were, were the bigger hits were being seen by the body shops for obvious reasons. I suppose they, they were actually going into repair rather than people with small um, dings and dents were happy just to just to drive, you know, for the time being kind of thing until the until the right time. But are you seeing changes in, in how people are actually behaving behind the wheel? Well, there are, um, well, there were earlier on a more sort of localised driving, so um, shorter trips and, and those sorts of things. Frequency of trips, of course, went, went down massively. Um, but if people did drive a car, it was for short, for short trips. Um, I think it's going much more back to, to normal uh, now, to be honest. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, so, you know, led for trip, is is pretty pretty normal now i would say um you tend to get when roads are clear people will drive faster so um uh, i think it's just self-evident so so when someone sees a clear road they think it's safe uh and and tend to drive faster than they would do otherwise which uh, inevitably means if something did unexpected happens you know, speed, you know, and severity of accident is obviously highly correlated with each other. So, so um, you know, that's why there might not have been many claims, but if they did have them in that COVID period, you know, they were likely to be more serious. So, um, 
Um, but that's really just sort of normal human behaviour, I think, of driving. But I would say that it's, it's essentially gone back to normal now. <clears throat> Fabulous. Great stuff. Um, Andrew, I'll come back to you if I may. Um, but what, what, are you, what are you doing differently, kind of? What, you know, what have your learnings been from from this whole experience and again we, we kind of you know spoke earlier and, and said it's you know it's, it's the biggest business stress test anyone would have ever not given themselves kind of thing it's um you know so so what's changed for yourself as a business yeah there was there's certainly no preparation mark was there really not well not much of one anyway um well for us as a business um we've we've centralized um a lot of what we was intending to do anyway um uh, before this um before this pandemic hit um so our our clas our vdas and our parts have um have all been centralized which is, is something we're doing very differently so our vdas and our parts now work from a a central damage unit um and that's that's probably two and a half months in now and it's working very well obviously not being without its teething problems but we expect to have um far more control and visibility out of that and uh, not to mention the the the, the cost that we've we've been able to strip out. So um, I think it's um, because we was working with hibernated sites and we was we had skeleton staff. Everything was centralised anyway. So we looked at it and said, well, let's just do it. You know, let, let's 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 do it. And we did. So it made it very easy. Um, so um, that's that's what we're doing differently. Um, it is a big change for us. Like I say it's working well. Brilliant, great yeah. stuff. And and Mike Partridge, what do, what does a you know in your role, what does a, a vehicle manufacturer such as yourselves, you know, what do you learn about specifically your your sort of body and paint network or the role that you have there? Uh, the the resilience of the paint, body and paint network um, for, for a start. Uh, I think the first thing that that we um, that we did was update our business continuity plan uh, and uh, expand on the, the the section that's called global pandemic uh, because I think previously it was about one sentence and so uh, now it's uh, a full chapter. Uh, in terms of uh, what we did, I mean. I think there's there's, uh, there's there's a lot of success stories that have come out of this uh that down to the resilience down to the adaptability uh we at the at the height of the lockdown we went from a network size of uh i think 175 at the time down to 55 sites uh we managed to keep those sites going and it, not just us but the the other manufacturer and the other approvals that they had uh that the, these sites were, were were kept going with uh the intense activity by our performance management team uh, we made sure that we had um sorry i'll, I'll rephrase that side it wasn't necessary us that they're keeping the businesses going they were keeping themselves going uh, but what we were what we were trying to do was uh, maintain a a national coverage uh, obviously there were key workers that, whose vehicles needed uh, to be repaired uh, our task at that stage was to take a network that was normally 175 strong uh, that was down to 55 and to make sure that we still had the same degree of national coverage uh, albeit with a considerably lower demand and and that's where the performance management team really worked hard with uh, with those uh, with those repairs uh, at the same time as i said before uh, our tps centers were open and trading we switched very very quickly to a uh, a national number, a national um, uh, inbound 
uh, ordering process, which meant that orders could be shipped to the nearest open operating TPS center. Uh, and so we, we, we managed to, to, to keep, um, uh, keep the parts uh, supply flowing. Uh, and, and all of this is now informing our, our future plans. You know, we, we've, we've got to be uh, realistic. We've got to prepare for, uh, if not a national, another national lockdown, certainly there's, uh, uh, there's, there's going to be local not lockdowns. And it's very, very uh, likely that this is going to be the norm for, for uh, a while yet. And so, you know, this, this, the, the, uh, in, you know what we experienced during the actual the height of the uh, of lockdown has really informed how we will operate in in uh, some uh, other instances where we may have uh, local issues. Um, so so yeah, resilience, adaptability, creativity, uh, all of that was really evident during the um, uh, during the, the the height of the pandemic. And again. Uh, looking at the recovery as well, you can see that in, in the recovery, people's approach to uh, sanitization. You know, we, we started to hear about um, uh, body shops equipping themselves with uh, with sanitizing uh, solutions, not just product, but the, the you know machines that would uh, would cleanse the interior of the car. You know, again, that's adaptability, it's creativity, and that's uh, that's a, a real strength of our uh, uh, of our industry. Uh, and uh, I think that. Know, to where we are and uh, uh, the the fact of the the you know there are so many businesses that are um, now coming out the end of it where you know if if we were uh, looking back at the the start of the uh, uh, the the crisis you know we were seriously talking about a, a, a big reduction in um, uh, in in businesses uh, and I think that that creativity and that innovation I think has uh, has meant that there's a lot fewer uh, businesses that that will be uh, at risk at the end of this as well. Yeah, yeah, all valuable stuff there. And Mike Brockman, do you, you know, you've obviously kind of alluded to the fact that, um, you know, perhaps I use the term telematic. Sorry if that's the wrong term to use, but but you know, there's been a bit of an awakening to to their value as a business yourself. You know, what what have you learned about about yourselves or or about you know what you're providing uh, to your clients? Yeah, so um, as, I, as I mentioned before, you know, this, this period of uh, lockdown was, was sort of good for our business. So, it, it, you know, it gave us the sort of um, a sort of a window in which to really uh, make sure our, our device was, was absolutely ready for market. And we, we, we invested a lot of time and effort in that period to make sure that that happened. And that's certainly um, paid benefits. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of interest in what we're doing now. Um, but the, the challenges um, sort of come from that success as well, because I'm, cause I'm now going through the phase now of, um, of building a business, developing a product. Now I've got real customers <laughs> and we're going to a, uh, another phase now, um, and um, in some ways a more challenging phase, uh, uh, because we're also the manufacturer of the device. Uh, and um, uh, I sort of um, realized that really, if you want to be at the leading edge of the leading edge technology, you've got to be in control of the whole vertical, uh, because that's the only way that you can keep the product 
um, at the forefront, keep adapting to customer demands and, um, and reaping the benefits of R&D, which, which goes in that, which is securing the, uh, the future uh, you know, of development of that, those devices as well. Um, but the challenges I've been now uh, facing because of that is really um, uh, a bit, bit like a, a car manufacturer in a sense. Um, I have to order all the components uh, for these devices well in advance. And of course, you've got the COVID barriers now. So, um, you know, you have to order uh, your GPS modules, uh, lithium batteries, uh, solar panel elements. And a lot of those components are in heavy demand at the moment around the world for various reasons. And to get them from shipped to our manufacturer and then get the product shipped back is proving a real challenge because unless your product is PPE, <laughs> um, uh, it gets lower priority on all the freight and cargo and everything else. Uh, and the post is just absolutely mayhem at the moment. So getting parts delivered from A to B, especially when it's places like China uh, to the UK, um, and this is even before we've Brexit, <laughs> um, uh, is a bit of a nightmare at the moment. So, you know, what I have to focus on now really is, is planning. You know, planning now is absolutely mission critical and building into that plan adequate margin for things to go wrong in terms of delivery times you know normal the normal expectation you you you've got to double it or triple it <laughs> to make sure that you've got stock make sure that you know things are being delivered on time uh uh and i've got to sort of manage all that in a growing demand business for my devices so so um yeah it's it's a uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, period now, um, but it's all about planning, you know, and um, um, planning for the, for the, um, uh, you know, the, the almost certainty that it's, it's, it's going to go wrong <laughs> and making sure that I don't let my customers down at this critical stage. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a, I suppose it's a kind of very nice problem to have, but uh, planning for the unknown is, um, is quite <laughs> challenging, to say the least. Yeah. Um, coming across to you, Andrew, in, in terms of, uh, you know, planning, looking ahead, how relationships have evolved in the industry, your just general observations of the sector right now, you know, you, what, what are your kind of thoughts around all those, those areas at the moment? Well, I guess as I, as I look around the industry, I still see large amounts of body shop stuff on furlough. Um, I mean, some of the groups have still got 50% of their staff on furlough, which um, when we're looking at claims volumes being what, uh, 55, 65, probably 70% at best, um, you know, I, I think it's inevitable there, Mark, that um, the, there's, there's going to be some casualties. Um, they're going to have to, um, you know, lose numbers, you know, headcount, restructure, perhaps even close some sites down. Um, because if they don't do these things, it, it hazards the rest of the business. Um, and, you know, I know that sounds gloom and doom, uh, but it, it's a real shame because prior to this, by and large, the industry was, um, was on a real high. You know, and, you know, to answer the question, um, the, 
coronavirus has, has been somewhat of a game changer for this industry. It's now changing much quicker than what we expected. Um, and you could say the same for many other sectors as well. Um, you know, you couple this with the um, uh, economic recession that, that will follow. Um, there's the, the investment that, that we need to make, body shops need to make in future technologies. Uh, and I'm not just referring to the ADAS or, or the onboard computer, I'm referring to uh, the multi-materials also uh, to make the cars lighter, more fuel efficient, such as carbon fiber and aluminium. There's an investment there to be made by everyone. Um, and, you know, with the difficulties that, that, that lie ahead, are they going to be able to do that? Now, I'm not saying that body shops, all body shops will be devoid of uh, opportunity altogether. But I do feel with um, technology getting so much traction right now, if, if, they're, if they're not training and, and investing in technology, um, they're not going to be, they're going to miss out on a, a large part of the market. And do you, do you sort of see, do you see that as kind of a, a natural, I say natural, but, but an acceleration of what was potentially naturally going to happen over a period of a few years? It, it's probably been condensed into a few months, arguably. Mm, yeah, I do. It's very much like retail, I guess. Um, I mean, they never expected to be facing these problems so soon, did they? Um, you know, coronavirus has been a game changer for everyone. Um, yeah. Um, so th those that, that can't and won't will fall by the wayside. Those that do will, will prosper. And, I, and again, as I've said before, you know, um, uh, accidents over time will diminish anyway because of uh, um, cars uh, being safer to drive. Um, but I think the industry as a whole will, will be smaller. So those that are left will be um, well invested and able to repair those, the, the modern day car. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, kind of, you know, the elephant in the room is, is you know, what happens nationwide as well and, and the impact that might have. Um, you know, yesterday, Red Northgate, Ready Northgate, you know, declared their interest, if you like. So, again, yeah. where that will end up. That's something the industry didn't need right now. Um, for a lot of people, um, that news that's going to come out soon. Um, but they'll deal with it. They always do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we will evolve as, a, as an industry inevitably. So um, we continue to do so. Now, Mike, um, you know, you've, you've already said in terms, sorry, Mike Partridge, um, you've already said in terms of, you know, you, arguably your, your relationship with your network has, has kind of gone to a new level, arguably, in, in terms of, you know, how, uh, how you've worked with them through this. How do you kind of continue that level of engagement, communication with them? You've already spoken, obviously, of, of your meetings, distance, socially distance via, you know, communications that we're using now. But, you know, is, is that a difficult thing um, to continue that level of engagement with them and, and sort of, you know, um, continue to work alongside them so closely um, in, the, in the coming months and et cetera? Uh, I hope not. Uh, the, I mean, firstly, I mean, we would like to have done more. Uh, the, there's certain things that that's with it that are within our our gift to give. There's there's certain things that we can't do. Uh, we have a uh, a group of body shops that, that uh, are representatives of our uh, of our network. We call them the, the national representation group. We've had uh, a number of meetings with them. We we stay in fairly close contact. 
Um, we uh, and but that was something that had started before. Um, in, in terms of, of uh, future support, uh, we, I mean, prior to going into lockdown into uh, before COVID-19 hit, uh, we had a fairly ambitious project around business development, uh, trying to generate more uh, throughputs uh, into our network uh, from our, our, our own sources. Uh, we were working on programs for business development. We were um, introducing, in fact, we, we launched a, uh, a marketing website. We're now developing that into, into, into something different and something new. Uh, and we've got some uh, plans for, for the future and, uh, and into next year as well. So I don't think in terms of uh, the, the, what, what, um, uh, what the, the lockdown has done and what COVID-19 has done is, is I suppose show that we can adapt and that we can continue our model uh, and our uh, ambition uh, even under fairly extraordinary circumstances. Uh, now it's not ideal when uh, almost half, well, over half the network uh, are uh, are closed. But now that we're we're emerging, it's it's time it's time to pick up tools and uh, and sort of pick up where we we left off and uh, and and that's our plan uh, we, we uh, as I said before we, we do have a, a program of, of business development and that's uh, I think that's fairly key for us um, uh, and yeah if, if the, the doors always open the phone calls uh, the, the phone lines are always published uh, you know if anyone needs support needs help or has good has got some uh, ideas then uh, uh, the doors are always open either to myself or via the performance management team as well um, but yeah, business development, that's what it's all about. No, oh, that's great. And I, th I think that's one of the major points that we have picked up along the way is, is um, you know, one of the real positives has been how the industry has been communicating and, and those communication channels have opened up and the support is there for everyone. Um, and long may it continue. Uh, one of the great things to come from all of all of this, um, you know, sort of horribleness, if you like. Um, you've got away very lightly. There's not been many Q&As coming at all. So uh, that's, everyone's gone very quiet. So uh, we were hoping for, for lots of people to, uh, to grill you guys, but um, you've got away with it. So Mike Brockman, I will come to you. And again, we're kind of just rounding up now. We've got uh, five or six minutes remaining, but um, next couple of weeks, um, you know, September as a whole, what's kind of, you know, fr from probably a more generic insurance perspective, but, um, you know, what, what's your thoughts on the, on where the, the motor side of things may go? Well, um, obviously, um, uh, from a motor uh, claims point of view, we're going into a period, you know, parking the, the traffic volume element. Um, you know, we're going into the period where it starts to get darker uh, and um, uh, when it starts to get darker earlier, uh, that normally means accident frequency rates uh, go up. And, um, and I think what the first week of November, I think is one of the worst um, weeks for accidents uh, of the year, you know, and um, as people sort of adjust to um, the changing light, particularly in the, you know, in the rush hour periods, etc. So, um, so, uh, Claims will pick up, <laughs> uh, even if volume doesn't. Uh, uh, definitely in the last last quarter, and um, some of the interesting things that you know we, we've been doing at Thinker, um, um, Mark Trent, uh, Charles Trent, very kindly um, allowed uh, us access to one of his depots in rugby to 
crash cars um, all day. Um, and um, of course, we had our devices in the car, both in the host and the um, target car, to test um, how good uh, the crash algorithms that we developed um, worked. Uh, and so, um, you know, to try to um, anticipate from the telematics uh, severity and, of course, liability, which is what um, ethanol is all about as far as an insurer is concerned. Um, and this is something I'm quite passionate about, to be honest, is making telematics much more focused on claims than on driving behaviour. Uh, and um, uh, and this is where the technology can really help, um, and um, as well as mitigating having accidents in the first place uh, through in-car uh, warnings and voice and all of those sorts of things. Um, but that's really uh, important at this time of year because, as you say, as 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 external factors like darkness um, appears. Clearly, it takes time to adjust your driving behaviour through that period. Uh, and um, that's why sort of November, first week in November is always really bad. Um, and then by the time you go into December, people are more, more used to it again. Um, so if you could have sort of technology that um, helps even manage that situation, you know, warns customers, um, you know, whether that's through connected devices, in-car, voice, um, but more importantly, you know, help when they actually do have an accident. This is where we're focusing on with, with um, uh, telematics. Uh, and it's something I don't think the industry has, has really uh, put enough attention. Uh, and, um, and that's why I'm so sort of passionate about this, that if you uh, can extract greater local asset value from that whole accident process, using the technology, um, you easily pay for it. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so, so really I'm, I'm focusing in in the next few months, hopefully educating a lot of the insurance industry that telematics can really solve this, this tricky problem. <clears throat> Well, you've done, you've done a very good job today, I have to say. So uh, when your phone <laughs> lights up after this webinar, be prepared. Um, right, a couple of minutes remaining. Mike Partridge, I'll just come to you. Next couple of weeks in terms of, you know, agenda for yourself or, or September, essentially. Um, what, what's your plans there? Uh, well, next couple of weeks, uh, next week I'm on holiday. So, oh, very uh, nice. Yes, this was, so, so uh, not, not much. Um, no, <laughs> it's, uh, we, we've, we've, because I work for a motor manufacturer, we've got an eye on the September market. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, as Mike says, you know, October, clocks change, it gets dark. Uh, it, we often refer to it as accident season. So, uh, uh, you know, that, that is uh, something that we, we uh, are, have our fingers tightly crossed that it will happen uh, this year. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's uh, focusing on the September market, making sure that we're getting the re the registrations, the market share uh, that we need. Uh, we uh, that translates into uh, car park, translates into repair uh, uh, opportunity. Uh, but we need the cars on the road. We need the uh, return to uh, schools, the school runs, and the uh, and the rush hour to return to uh, make the most out of the um, October clock change. It's a 
good job that our customers don't hear us talk about this. It sounds like we're we're ruthless, but uh, but uh, it's uh, uh, it's a, a happy consequence of the uh, of the clock changes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's that's it. We're we're hoping for that that uh, slight return to to normality. Okay, super stuff. And Andrew Walsh, finishing note from yourself, September. Yeah, I. Uh... Uh, you know, echo most of that really. Uh, weather's now changing. Uh, children are back to school. Um, we're naturally going to see a, an upturn in volumes. At least I hope we are. Um, I just hope that we don't get a reinsurgent of the um, of the virus. I think that's my main concern, really. Uh, business as usual for us. Um, you know, you, you asked me earlier what relationships have been like with um, uh, with uh, work partners. I didn't really answer that, but. We have a great relationship with all of our work partners. We want to be there for them through the through the next bit of the year, and um, you know we do got great customer service, great turnaround turnaround times, uh, great cost control. So um, yeah, much of the same really. Just just uh, heads down, Mark. Well, it sounds like you're doing a grand job at the moment. So uh, thank you very much, uh, gentlemen, for joining us today. Thank you, everybody, for attending and joining us. You've been a quiet audience, but uh, perhaps in a couple of weeks, you'll be back into the swing of things and we'll have uh, more questions and comments coming in. Leave anything in the chat box before you leave, please. And uh, huge thank you, Mike Brockman, Mike Partridge, Andrew Walsh. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, as always, huge thank you to our corporate partners, uh, BASF, BMS, CAPS, Copart, Emacs, Integral Enterprise, Nationwide Vehicle Recovery Assistance, S&G Response, and Sherwin-Williams. And of course, our partners, the Green Part Specialists in DASA and the Innovation Group. Thank you all once again, and uh, thanks for a great session. See you all in a couple of weeks. And so there we have it, three very different perspectives on the industry, um, but each of them in their respective uh, capacities, showing some real uh, green shoots of recovery and, and some positive outcomes from all that's uh, taken place recently. So I hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's webinar. We are back in two weeks time. So on the 16th of September, and again, we will release an audio recording of the webinar. Uh, in the meantime, we'll release a podcast interview next week. Uh, but a huge thank you in the meantime to our corporate partners, BASF, BMS, CAPS, Copart, Emacs, Integral, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Nationwide Vehicle Recovery Assistance, S&G Response, Sherwin Williams, as well as our partners, the Green Park Specialists, DASA and the Innovation Group. Thanks very much for joining us once again and look forward to catching up with you soon.